Through their investment in the Minnesota Corn Checkoff, corn growers are fueling research and initiatives that build a more sustainable future for farmers and all Minnesotans. The Minnesota Corn Podcast introduces you to the individuals who are shaping future ag practices, identifying new markets, and promoting agriculture with the non-farming public. Our guest for this episode is Nancy Miller, the owner of Vina Human Resources, located in Wilmer, Minnesota. Nancy, today we're going to be spending some time talking about state labor laws, and uh, I'll have you sort of choose where is the best place to begin this conversation as it relates to, I guess, specifically to our audience, farmers who grow corn in Minnesota. Sure. So the state labor laws that um, the Department of Labor are really focusing on are um, have to do with wage and hour. Uh, they have to do with wage staff. They have to do with um, safe and sick time. And they also have to do with uh, women's security. Um, and uh, we've really come to focus on employment laws in the state of Minnesota in the last few years quite heavily. There were several new ones, in fact, um, that the legislature passed here in May of 2023. And my concern in being part of Marl and um, an agricultural focus is the employer farmers out there that don't know about these laws or don't want to know about these laws and um, have never had to worry about them. Uh, the Department of Labor is hiring 16 new uh, investigators. So if someone does have a disgruntled employee um, that calls the Department of Labor, uh, they will come out and they will ask you for your records and they will ask you for your documentation. Uh, we just recently uh, saw in the news um, a dairy farm in the state of Minnesota that got hit. Uh, they And they did have several issues. Um, I don't know why they had the issues that they did, but I would like to be out there in front of those investigators helping those farmers that want to know what they need to do. And that's part of my capstone project with Marl. You make a very good point that for many farmers, this probably isn't something that's even on their radar. So mm -hmm. as you think about communicating with those farmers, even before you might have to, you know, sort of represent them or be a part of the process, if there's a, a labor dispute of some kind, what is essential for these farmers to know? So there's documentation. Unfortunately, there's administration that the state requires. Um, there's time that takes. So if we were to break down uh, the four laws that the Department of Labor is really going to focus on, um, I've put together tools and a packet um, that I would be absolutely willing to share with farmers that, that want to know this information. Uh, the Minnesota Corn Growers Association has been kind enough to you know, allow me to help uh, the farmers through this podcast and um, be on a couple of other meetings um, to to share this information and get the word out there that if I can help with the documentation, with the data that's needed, retention plans, um, programs, you know, what all do they need to know to be compliant with with the Minnesota labor laws? You mentioned four specific laws up front. Would it be beneficial to sort of bullet point each one and just sort of high level what is being looked at within all four? Yes. So there's the Minnesota Fair Labor Standards Act uh, that really focuses on wage and hour. 
you know, who's exempt, who's non-exempt, what's an independent contractor, you know, be sure that uh, your employees are properly classified in overtime laws, you know, what, what really, um, egg has, agriculture has its own overtime laws. And what are those? Uh, if you have to pay overtime after a certain number of hours. The next one is the Minnesota wage theft law, which was passed in 2019. And um, that one is passed with great intentions. I, I love the idea of it, but it also came with a lot of administration. Uh, you have to provide a wage, or a, I'm sorry, excuse me, a Minnesota employee notice. Uh, there's high fines and penalties that go with it. You need to provide a list of the policies that you have um, for your employees. And then there's an ongoing, um, you know, communication. It's really communicating with your employees on what can come out of your paycheck. So employees know that if something else comes out of their paycheck that they weren't expecting, um, you know, did they give permission for it? Otherwise, it could be considered wage theft. Uh, the third law is the employee safe and sick time law. Now, this is a new law. This one just took effect in January 1st of this year. So there's a lot of rules that are attached to that, but the basics of it is that any employee in the state of Minnesota that works more than 80 hours is eligible for this earned safe and sick time. And uh, you gotta, you can't call it stipends, you can't call it, um, you know, reimbursement or commissions or anything like that. If they literally work 80 hours or more in the state of Minnesota, they are eligible for this earned safe and sick time. A lot of employers have been more than generous with their employees on this and don't need to add a new bank of time. They, they give their employees plenty of time, but they don't have all of the, I call them disclosures. There's a lot of um, red tape attached to this law. And uh, that needs to be not only documented, it needs to be provided to the employees in the form of, an, uh, of a notice. So, and then the fourth law that um, I refer to is, uh, we call it a WISA or a Women's Economic Security Act. And there are different laws that are attached to that. There's a, a Wage Disclosure Act. So employers, including farmers, corn growers, cannot restrict their employees from telling other people what they make. So a lot of that when I first started in the in the working world, that was taboo. You didn't tell people what you make, but now it's transparent. It's full disclosure. You can share that with with others without being penalized. It also the WISA also includes nursing mothers. Um, and their rights, and it also includes um, pregnancy accommodations that you need to make for, for the women. Um, there's both federal and state laws in that category. Minnesota tends to be more generous towards the employees than the federal laws, and so if there's ever a conflict between uh, Minnesota or state laws and the federal laws, then you would want to follow the one that's the most generous. And uh, that's that's pretty much Minnesota, the Minnesota laws. So then the one other law that's 
yet to come is a paid family leave law uh, that will be coming and, and affecting all employers in the state of Minnesota. And that's going to be taking effect January 1st, 2026. So we have yet to find out a lot of information about that one. And as you said, Nancy, you have put together some resources for people if they'd like to learn more about these laws. So let's spend a, a minute or two just talking about how to access that. Sure. So that would to access these these resources would would require you contact me. Um, you know, I would prefer to do it into a, in a big setting um, and share either electronically or by paper um, the information that I have. Um, but I would certainly be willing to visit individually. Um, if I do get a lot of interest in this, I would probably set up uh, a training, uh, maybe a lunch and learn or something where we could hand out those resources, either do it via Zoom, um, virtual, or we could certainly do it in person as well. Um, but what I want to share is the, you know, the definitions. Um, I want to share the documentation that's needed to be compliant um, the retention schedules, uh, you know, I, I, a lot of these things are available through the Department of Labor, um, and on the Department of Labor website, I can just cut through a lot of that tape and get these effectively to people, you know, a lot more efficiently. Is email the best way to get in contact with you then? Yes, it you is. You want to share the, your email? Sure. So it's N Miller, Nancy Miller, N Miller at Vina, V I N N A, humanresources.com. Nancy, sort of the, the elephant in the room, if you will, with this entire subject is that it's been a struggle, not only in agriculture, but just across the board, uh, finding labor, uh, access to workers and that whole workforce situation. It's really been challenging. And so this is just sort of a, uh, another potential complication for farmers who are are in many cases already strapped to find good help. Well, you know, this really shouldn't stop people from finding the help. It's just going to help them to document the help that they do have and document it properly. Um, I agree with you. It has been a challenge to find um, that good help. Uh, employers have had to become very resourceful. Um, you know, restaurants have closed because they can't find workers, um, automation, we're seeing more and more automation happening because people aren't, aren't there to fill in, in the spots. Um, you know, I think COVID took some of those early retirement, uh, baby boomers out of the workforce, um, quicker than we had anticipated. And, you know, quite frankly, in the rural communities, at least where I'm at in West Central Minnesota, our numbers are going down. You know, there just isn't as many people as there used to be. So employers are going to have to be more resourceful, but that doesn't stop them from having to be compliant and following the laws. Anything else on this topic that we need to be sure to talk about? Um, you know, yeah, there is that one thing I did not mention, and um, it is it has to do with the resources we, we are willing to provide. It's it's called an onboarding packet. Um, all of the information, all of the forms that an employer needs when they hire a new employee, uh, we put them together for our clients in a packet. And we're willing to do that, um, you know, for for farm Farmers that employer farmers that want this and uh, 
email it out uh, to them so they have it electronically. It includes things like, you know, the I-9, um, the Minnesota wage theft law documents, the W-4s, uh, anything that you would need to have to put into their employee file when you first hire them. So, Nancy, you said at the beginning that this is sort of part of a, a capstone project through Marl. How, how did that all kind of unfold? Um, so I'm in class 12, like I said, of Minnesota Agriculture and Rural Leadership. And um, my office is actually located in downtown Wilmer, which is very diverse. And I was just trying to find all kinds of things that I could do for my capstone project. And one of my classmates suggested that I bring this to employer farmers. And I started testing it out, visited with um, a board member from the Corn Growers Association. He got me in touch with, uh, with them and how to move this forward. And it just kind of started unrolling. And I thought, you know, I can share this information with them. A lot of it is, like I said, out there already. Uh, we can just put it back uh, with them. I know a lot of farmers don't want to hear about this stuff, and and that's fine. I want to work with those farmers that do want to to hear about it. Um, but it's also a great chance for me to give back to those organizations like Corn Growers Association that give to Marl and support Marl. Um, I know there's just so many needy things out there and great great purpose um, projects that that people could give money to, but this gives me a chance to give back to those that support Marl. I'm gonna be leaving for Panama um, on Monday as part of our Marl program. And uh, we are looking for uh, anybody that wants to apply for the next class. I just highly recommend it. It's a wonderful leadership development program. Uh, you get to meet people from all over the state that have all different um, skill sets. And I could call on any one of my classmates right now if I needed help with something. So it just is an amazing network. Uh, there's over 300 people that have gone through the class already. It's been in uh, progress now for 20 years. And um, I just highly recommend uh, checking out Marl if you're interested. You can also visit mncorn.org to learn more.